Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour number two of Old School brought to you by Sandhills Global. Yeah, apply for your job now. Do it. Sitting there chilling. I want to do a roll call of some of the, 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 the Husker softball players. Uh, a texter asked, well, why isn't Billy hitting, leading the country in home runs? Why isn't she hitting fourth? Because Maya Felder's hitting fourth, and she's hitting 425, and her OPS is over one. And <laughs> they're really good. They're really good. Um, and I, I was impressed yesterday by, by them defensively um, because sometimes teams can have good records and it will be all offensive. Right, but to watch this team turn the necessary double plays, right, uh, for them to make those intangible plays—a ball that takes a bad hop—can you still make the play? Right, yeah, they make the play. Or can you stop it so it doesn't get into like the in between between the infield and outfield, and you eventually hold a runner from scoring to keeping her at third, and then your pitcher gets out of the inning. You know, when you look at baseball, softball, and this is all the way down to like youth sports i don't think people understand the 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 importance of they look at playing defense as just like it's a like it's a nuisance Mm -hmm. but actually that defense will lead you to actually more blowout wins and and this is just how i think about it if you can play steady enough pitching and defense your bats eventually will come around right because the pressure then falls right back on more on the other team because they know a known entity. We're going to pitch. We're going to defend. We're not going to make any mental errors, right? Then conversely, a team like that generally will run the bases hard. Mm-hmm. So then you put more pressure on the pitcher and their fielding because they know when Rico's on first, DP's up and say Jay's in the hole. They know that you're going to move him or her, you know, whatever, from first to third. Okay. Yeah, he, you know, if I'm the fourth hitter or fifth or whatever, or even, you know, seventh or eighth, yeah, he might be 0 for 2, but somebody's at third. And it, it changes. It makes your hitters better hitters having those runners on right. base. Like, my job was always get on, I'll get over. Like, my thing was if I hit – if I grounded – if I hit the ball into the dirt and it hit the ball – hit the ground three times, I was going to be safe at right. first. right. And then I knew that I was going to take three throws over to first from the pitcher because I would right. get a big lead to draw the throw so I can see his move. Then I knew I was going to get him because the yeah. catcher, the catcher's upset. Right. Well, because then you, then you, DP, because DP, I could tell you this right now, you being at first, say like this, I know you played in college, but to say that you're playing Legion ball or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm there watching. Say I'm watching Rico. Rico's playing second, and I'm his dad or whatever. And you're DP. DP is the type of dude that make me want to just get up and leave because he just messes up the flow of the game entirely. Because he's gonna have the the pitcher, the batter's gonna be up, which is is actually a lost art. The batter's gonna be up. He's gonna be out of rhythm because he's not seeing any pitches. The pitcher's gonna be out of rhythm and potentially you know more throws the first. So it's six throws to first, and I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Six throws to first. Mm-hmm. 
because they're scared of a runner, batters up and either would strike out or he hits like a, a rope because by the time this pitcher's like, okay, well, then I'm just going to throw a fastball. You know what I'm saying? Everybody on the team loved hitting behind me because they were getting fastballs. A breaking ball in the dirt, you might as well give me second base. Right. Matter of fact, if I'm – and then when I'm on second, if you throw a breaking ball, I'm going to third. Yeah. I mean, just And like I'm the- looking into the sign. I would go in – like, it, the, the psychology of, of baseball, softball was always the most intriguing part to me because – so I would lead off, and I would square around on one of the two first pitches just – to, to agitate the first baseman catcher, the third baseman pitcher. Right. Because I, I made a move. Like, they want to get out there first first batter. They want to get settled. Right, yeah. And I'm like, nope, you're not getting comfortable. Not going to happen. All right, third baseman, come on in here. Yeah. First baseman, come on in here. Hey, pitch, yeah. if you throw something I, right down the middle, I'm just going to yeah. drop it. I'm going to outrun you anyway. Catcher, you can't get settled. Because uh, I'd look back and I'd see the catcher, whether he was digging in yeah. behind me or not. Yeah. That was the, like the walk up to home plate was for me to see whether he's digging in or not. Because if he's digging in, he knows that I could I could drop one on him. And yeah. then and, and three pitches in, it's it's two zero. Yeah. Because you haven't thrown a strike down the middle because you know I'm going to drop one and run. Yeah, I mean that's you know the little details of every sport is I think definitely glossed over at every single level. Because as you're talking about that, you're talking about, you know, role definition. You know, um, when you think of a, the greatest – Ricky Henderson is probably the greatest in my – well, I, he's the only one I've seen there. Anybody else that's before him, you, you know, I'm not a baseball historian, but Ricky Henderson is probably, in my opinion, the greatest leadoff hitter of all time, right? Correct. It, somebody got him to understand to and to fall in love with being the leadoff hitter, which isn't the – that's not what you talk. We just talked about the young lady as a home run hitter. We had a texture saying, "Why didn't she bat in fourth, Right? So that's not the sexy Ricky. thing, Ricky. Yeah, right? That's not the sexy thing people think of when they think of baseball. You think of like Aaron Judge and Trout, or you know Trout, no, you know Bryce Harper hit ding dongs. Ricky Henderson fell in love with causing havoc on in <laughs> baseball, and that's what I. And I, when you do that, you get you really can dictate the whole pace and the whole outcome of the game because. His job was to get on base, cause havoc, which then would take the pressure off of the two, three, and four hitter. Like then, that. which would give confidence to the six, seven, eight hitter. He nine. made Lansford an all star. Right. Like multiple times, Carney Lansford hitting behind him. Right. Ricky would watch the ball into the catcher's gloves and then look back at the catcher like, okay. And then him hitting a bomb to lead off a game. Right. The game was over. Right. Because you, it was one nothing, and then here comes Lansford, McGuire, Canseco. Right, and then you, you and then also Henderson, you, like the, right. it, Dave Parker for for a stretch, uh, hitting behind uh, McGuire in that lineup. Henderson, and then the guys at the bottom of the lineup became better because you had to pitch to them because Ricky's coming. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's, but when even when you're talking about the little thing about the catcher digging in. You know, when I train some high school kids and talk to high school kids, I always ask them, like, if we're watching tape, like, what do you see when you're talking about get off? Mm-hmm. Or when you're at the second level of the linebacker, what are you seeing? And 99.9, I've never, 9%, none of them, 100% up to this point, are always talking about 
the easy answers, mm-hmm. right? So all and it's great. You need to know the formation and the tendencies. But if you're a, a D lineman, or if you're, even if I'm a linebacker, going to co- cover a slot or a tight end, when I'm asking you, what are you seeing after like say like five or six plays, right? You know, if you your potential threat as a defender or if you're a rusher, what are you seeing? I'm waiting to see if you're picking up on the little things. I'm waiting to see if butt you pick level. up butt level. <laughs> if you you have to study to the point of where, um, like Jeff Saturday, who in my opinion is a Hall of Fame center. So when Greg Williams came in, you know I had to do a little bit more pass rush. So you know with Peyton getting the ball out so quick, you had to find ways to get there, right? Especially if you if I got a one on one against a running back, you know Greg Williams and Jerry Gray's like you got to win. You got to get a hit on a quarterback or something. So Jeff Saturday used to do this thing with his left foot when he was going to snap, and he would just pop it out a little bit. Well, that's your key, you know. And so those things aren't taught enough. Those things aren't respected enough, because those, but those are the things that lead you to make big plays. People think, like, when they see somebody hit a home run, they're like, oh, yeah, it's luck. He, he, you know, he, he saw he or she saw, oh, yeah, you know, 3-1 count. Yeah, that's the studying that goes into it. But to give you that 100% confidence that I'm going to sit on this fat or I'm going to sit on this off-speed pitch, I'm expecting a fastball, and I know where it's coming. Or That that part, what, yeah. that, that – say, well, he's sitting fastball. Right. Yeah, but is he sitting fastball? Inside, out, outside, up, play, up, low. Late break re- fastball. Right. Is it the, the two-seamer, three-seamer? What fastball are you sitting on? And which on? one can I hit to wherever I need to be to say is a different type of mentality if nobody's on base? Versus we're down by two, Rico and DP are on second and third with one out. My job is to move you and get you in. It it was it was scream all of this was screaming at me at last night's baseball game watching Creighton, uh, the Huskers and Creighton. I it, it, it my, my I was literally screaming at the screen because they kept getting runners in scoring position and couldn't couldn't close the deal. Yeah, and I thought they're so out of their natural movement, their comfortable movement. Like watching guys at the plate, runners to second, third, no outs. With your three, four, and five hitters up, then it becomes: is your best hitter going to to do what's natural for them in that situation? Or are they going to try to do something different in that situation? And it appears to me like they're trying to do something different in those situations. Like they're trying to become contact hitters in situations where that's not who they are. Yeah. Like I want I want Max Anderson to rip. Yeah, because that's what you do. One zero. Get you one that you can just drive, because yeah. even his mistake in that situation gets the run home. There were four situations last night where they could have either tied or taken the lead with runners on base and didn't deliver. And then I felt awful. The young man late in the game, runners on, he hits the, the, the dribble of second base. Second baseman bobbles it. And he gets so out of comfortable movement that he trips and falls going up first baseline. Now, you can count on one hand how many times you've seen a player trip on their own running to first base. You know what that is? That's straining instead of running comfortably. Yeah, like getting out of that comfortable movement. Yeah. And you watch 
Like, but Creighton was doing it as well defensively. It I mean, was, it's early in the season, but it's not early. And that's what I always say. Like, every every team is different. You could be. I mean, you know, Nick Saban says it. You know, uh, Ryan Day says it. You know, who knows what David will see and Sweeney's saying? But every coach <laughs> is telling. Every well, it's only it's only a matter of time before he, in you know, opens mouth, inserts foot, and says something ignorant. But at the end of the day. You could go – I think you got to go at least 14 or 15-0 and 0 and win a national championship, right? Mm-hmm. And you could come back with either the same team or majority of the team the next year, and it's a totally different team. And that's why if you look at it – I know that we're flipping sports here, and but we're, we're talking about the baseball team where they had an extremely uh, successful season last year. And I don't think it really has anything to do with expectations or pressure. I just think it's just – it takes – a diff- it takes some teams a little bit longer to get started because the dynamics of the teams is different. And so you kind of got to make sure you coach to it. You know, you almost want to get all this stuff out of you, and then you can get on, say you get on like a, you know, eight series, eight game winning streak, and then you kind of start to really start to, you know, play well. So it's just part of, you know, um, you know, coaching, a, you know, at a big time program, but then it's also part of, you know, playing – uh, the type of competition that they're playing, and you're not sneaking up on anybody. You know, people are thinking about you in the off season or this off season versus last off season. Well, and 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 don't miss the comfortable movement of last year's team involved one player who filled four mandatory, necessary, important roles. Right. When Trellis is your best hitter, he's your best defender at shortstop, he's the closer, and he's the emotional comfort. Right. Right? It that, takes a little while to repl- well, you replace need, it takes, those four. It takes, right. it takes – you think in your head it takes four players to replace it him. It might take like six or eight. Actually, right? To be like, and you. that's what it's been. Until somebody really grows into said person at said position – and more as consistent as you know, young man was last year. So it's totally different. When I was talking to Jabba, um, he was saying that a player that's missed more than we acknowledge is Jackson Hallmark. And he goes, yeah, it's that guy at the top of the order, middle of the field defensively, um, kind of the, the emotional powder keg, the guy who would get it started, right? We forget how many guys on this roster last year were unique. Uh, even from the starting pitchers, guys that we thought we thought they did well, but we didn't think they were exceptional. Right. But when we look back, we look, they were pretty exceptional. Right. They took the ball every every weekend right. and handled their business. You didn't have that middle of the week chaos. Something, yeah, so it was just a known entity. We yep. we roll up, or they leave the training table or wherever they, and they just walk in the park. You 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 know, it's rinse and repeat. Yep, rinse and repeat. And that's a, a a lost art in every single sport where you and I call it being portable, right? So if you play in Lincoln, Ann Arbor, same thing, wherever, mm-hmm. same thing. Now you ain't gonna win every game, but you know that eighty, ninety percent them, them games are coming W's, or we're, we're gonna, or we had a good weekend, mm-hmm. you know, we had a good series. So you know, it's just gonna take a little while. Um, and but you know, I think right now they need to probably just focus on having short term, tangible goals and outcomes that they need to get and then once you start hitting kind of a couple benchmarks well, do the le- do, just put the ball and play right that's what i'm saying just put the ball le- and play. Let, let's just have this is the mentality we need to have mm. boom let's reevaluate after two games this is what we're doing then you can start adding more to the plate well rico you had the mic in front where were you where were you going 
I was going to say they, they probably miss Mojo Haggy a lot. The old guy that's been there, done that. Kind all, of all emotional, of emotional support. All if your name that. is Mojo and you're not the you're and if you're not the emotional guy on the team, yeah, you missed. You then, then you you just you you failed at the mission. You failed at the mission. Yeah, you he definitely. He definitely was. You yeah, you can't be Mojo and and, and cower in the corner. You got to mm-hmm. be that dude. Sidebar with Mojo. Mojo went on social media. He was getting rid of all of his Husker gear. That happens a lot. So he had his picture. He had the, he did the picture of all the Husker stuff that mm-hmm. he had that he was going to get rid of. And I had to resist the urge to just go. Let me get all of it. Give me that. Um, <laughs> I, I see, you know, the, the, a couple of football players do that, and they have all those jerseys, and they're just like. They get yeah. way too many jerseys. They're, they're just like, well, yeah, you know, Nuri, giving these away. Nuri is, so Nuri wears size 14 shoes. Stop it. And he was like, DP, I know you like shoes, man. I got a bunch that I don't, I, I've never worn. I'm like, yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. We get we get like one pair of shoes, one pair of cleats, one pair of grass shoes. Champions. That's it. Champions. And when Champions you was a freshman, sweats. when you was a freshman, when you was a freshman, <laughs> they'd be lucky if you was getting like they'd be looking at you crazy when you wanted to get like a new job. I'd be like, man, stop you better come up off of this, man. We got we got a t shirt and a hoodie. Yeah. That was it. That's it. And you better not put it in the dryer too long. Yeah, it's, it's going to be up here. When the volleyball done. team and the soccer team and the football, they all got running shoes. We did not. I was like, well, that's all we do is run. We, we got three. We got home cleats, away cleats, and practice cleats. And then we got. They had to buy our own spikes. Oh, they did. But we did us. have a twenty percent off code for the website. They didn't trust us. We didn't have websites. Rico. Hey, Rico was. We on didn't East have Day. websites, Rico. <laughs> We were. I was. Hey, well, at least I you ordered got, stuff well, out of yeah, East Bay gave, Magazine. Because right? they gave yeah, you cleats. Like to be honest with you, I ordered some stuff out of East Bay Magazine I because I saw, you know, other teams had her and the pros had some stuff. So I was like, man, you know, I want to wear that. And they weren't going to give Bay it to us. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to save up and order some stuff out of East Bay Magazine. We got, like, the, we got the good. champions. Well, we went to the bookstore. That's where we, that's where we went. We went to the bookstore because they would at least have hoodies and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and so coach finally figured out well we look like clowns with everybody with different versions of this stuff right so then he says okay we'll go ahead and and, and they had the money and he finally said okay we'll, we'll give you two. so we got two sweats we got one pair of sweats that we would travel in um because we looked like a, 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 a it looked like a car clown show when yeah. we got off the bus nobody was dressed alike he's got gray he's got black he's got white it was all over the place so finally they figured that out and we but we got two t-shirts to practice in uh we got one practice jersey uh you got a practice hat and a game hat but the game hats you had we had three game hats to match the shoes and that that was it and we had two jerseys that we that we wore from game to game so they do it different now um I, I I do have uh, swag envy with with today's student athlete because and coaches because they they get it in but uh, I understand all right we're toward the break we'll come back Sam Hobby m- makes her announcement see what that means to the program and what what direction the program is headed in next you're listening to old school with DP and J download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com. Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave Single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. 
<clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price and participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price.